In the third episode of Respect the Call, we're going to be discussing Dak Prescott's uh, contract rejection to the Cowboys. We're going to be talking about who the top five NFL quarterbacks in the league are, which rookies we think are going to have the best year, and which rookie will have the best year. Talk about Paul Pierce's outrageous uh, all-time list, a little Mac McClung in his endeavors, some Scottie Pippen and how he was unhappy with the last dance, and then we have who's back and trending up and down. Let's get into it. Okay, let's start with Doc Prescott's rejection. When I initially saw it, I was baffled at the fact that he rejected that sum of money being offered to anyone. Is just it appalls me that anyone's I've, I don't think anyone has ever I don't think anyone has ever offered someone that much money and someone said no to that. I don't think that's ever been done. I just don't understand why he rejected. I don't know who he thinks he is, but totally agree i mean he had a contract that would have made him a i think third richest paid or second richest paid quarterback in the nfl um he would have made 45 million dollars in his last year um he had 35 he was offered 35 million dollars a year sorry he asked for 45 million dollars in his last year he was turned that down he turned down a 35 million dollar a year contract by the cowboys i think this is absolutely ridiculous because Dak Prescott has not proven anything. He's been given all the weapons, all the tools. He has the number, arguably the number one running back. I would rank Zeke at number three, three or four. He has a great, a great, absolutely amazing wide receiver in Amari Cooper. He has the best offensive lineman, undoubtedly, in the NFL, and yet he has nothing to prove it. He had that 13-3 and season. Then they, got, they lost to the Packers, and then a couple years ago, they got... Um, they got eliminated by the Seahawks. I think Dak Prescott is way out of line here, and it's just absolutely ridiculous that this man is asking for more. Yeah, I mean, I think starting to think of maybe Dak Prescott has potentially, like, something's going on. Like, something mentally, he's, like, mentally not in check. I think he heard that he was a top MVP candidate after week one last year, and then he just didn't, I think he just forgot that he kind of sucked the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, they start off the year on a great note when they played the Dolphins, the Giants, no names. They lost to the Jets. They lost to my Jets, who are no, who weren't that great of a team last year. They're, they, I mean, their defense lost some pieces, so this year they're not going to be as good. They lost Byron Jones. They lost Van Noy. I mean, sorry, Van Noy's on the um, Patriots. Two players went to the Dolphins. But I just don't see the, the Cowboys having success. Don't get me wrong. Dak is, Dak is talented. He has potential. But... He's not a $35 million quarterback. Not at all. Yeah, absolutely do not think he deserves that money. And, like, he threw that quarantine party that got, that got him a lot of trouble, and now it's kind of like he just doesn't seem mentally with it. Like, I don't understand what da- who Dak Prescott thinks he is. Like, does he think he's the Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson of the world? I think he just simply just didn't turn on his phone after week one of the NFL and just thinks everyone's still praising him, calling him an MVP candidate. Because he literally had the NFC East in his hands and lost it to the Eagles, a team where Carson Wentz was literally throwing to plumbers and firemen of Philadelphia. Exactly. It was, it was unbelievable how he lost the NFC East when he had such a tight grip on it. And I, to be honest, I don't, have, I don't have them coming out of the NFC East. And I don't understand why he can't take this contract even taking this contract is way too much money for a player like Dak Prescott I'm gonna throw some names at you Ben. I want to see who who if this contract was offered to them you'd offer it to the one person Dak or the other person see who you would pick okay okay so um I'm gonna give you Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott who would you give this money to it's a good question um 
Simply, I would say Kirk Cousins. For, for multiple reasons. Number one, Kirk Cousins has proven himself. He has, he took the Redskins out of the dust. Um, that's how he made himself a name. He beat the Saints in New Orleans last year um, with Adam Thielen um, and Stephon Diggs. Uh, Kirk Cousins, yeah, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I also just think Kirk Cousins is more of a level-headed guy, kind of more of a straight shooter, has his head on his shoulders, and that's kind of something we used to say about Dak Prescott, kind of like guy, guy, to the, guy, to the, guy that doesn't cause too much drama, kind of has his head on his shoulders. He's kind of just a good guy, won't cause any drama, and he'll play football for you. But he's starting to come into kind of a little bit of a problem, especially with now there's this whole Andy Dalton drama. And I think Dak Prescott just needs a shot of reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dak, you don't want the money? Go test the market. Let's go see who's going to pay you. The... The Cowboys have Andy Dalton, who's arguably not that much worse than you. I would say 30, $35 million a year for a backup is a pretty good deal. I mean, I would not be surprised if, da- if Dak does sign a one-year deal by the end of this time just to come to term with the Cowboys, and then is benched. I mean, if, if I'm Dak right now, get secure, get the $35 million, and then sit on the bench and watch Andy Dalton lead the Cowboys into the game. What's great, it's $106 million guaranteed, which is unbelievable. I don't think Dak is literally going to be... I don't think... Is Dak a, ten, a top 10 QB? No. Absolutely not. He's not top 15. Absolutely not. Okay, another name for you that I'm going to throw out. Sam Donald. Who would you rather run on your team? Sam Donald's a quarterback or Dak Prescott? So I'm, clearly, I'm clearly biased. Absolutely biased. But I think if you, look at, if you look at a team-by-team comparison, you look at the Cowboys. Who's a better offensive line? Look at the Cowboys and the Jets. Who's a better offensive line? The Cowboys. Who's better wide receivers? The Cowboys. Who had a better running back? Le'Veon Bell did nothing last year. The Cowboys. I'm taking Sam Darnold because if you put Sam Darnold in Dak Prescott's position, he's having a hundred more time success. He's he's leading the Cowboys to an eleven and five season, depending that he doesn't get sick with mono like he did last year. Freaking bonehead. But totally taking Sam Donald over Dak Prescott, no question about it. Yeah, actually I agree with you. I think Sam Donald definitely has a higher ceiling and I think we've definitely kind of seen Dak Prescott's ceiling. Remember, Dak Prescott isn't a first isn't a first overall, isn't even a first rounder, isn't even a second rounder. Fourth round. Fourth round. And I think like people are starting to think, well, his upside has been shown. He's not a quarterback that's gonna start elevating to Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers level. This is this is what he is. Like this is what you're getting. You're gonna get above mediocrity and above mediocrity does not deserve does not deserve thirty five million dollars per year. So let's shift the conversation to maybe some more quarterbacks who would deserve thirty five thirty five million dollars per year. Let's go through the top five NFL quarterbacks. So Ben. You want me to start? Yeah. Alright. Um you want I'll go I'll go from five to one. So how about how about we'll each give our number five and then we'll go from there. So I would say at five I have Drew Brees. Drew Brees, Drew Brees now. In a couple years, of course, it's going to change once it's out of the league. But I still think Drew Brees, with the weapons that he has, with the opportunity that, opportunity again that New Orleans has year after year to make a run in the playoffs, I think Drew Brees with Michael Thomas, um, Alvin Kamara, um, Latavius Murray, they have a strong backfield, good wide receivers, and Drew Brees, he actually just became the all-time leading passer last year. I think this year he might be able to lead the NFC, uh, NFC in passing like he has prior. Um, but yeah, Drew Brees definitely at, at five for me. Okay, for me at five, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson could is kind of a little considered by most people kind of around the six and seven range. But when I watch Deshaun Watson, just every single time on TV, he's always making the play. It's always third and eleven, and he's always making that third down. He's always continuing drives, and I think to me that's what makes a great quarterback to be able to continue drives. Okay, so who's your fourth? Four. 
good question. Um, this is hard. This is a toss-up. This is my toss-up between Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Because Russell Wilson had a lot. I think Russell Wilson had a lot. Has had a lot of success. He's led the league in passing with only Tyler Lockett. I led the league in passing touchdowns with only Tyler Lockett. But Lamar Jackson coming off an MVP season is that dual threat. But I think ultimately um, Lamar Jackson is a little bit of a better quarterback than than Russell Wilson. If I were to want someone to take me down the field, I think Lamar Jackson poses a a, a crazy threat to defenses with his running capability. So I definitely, I definitely. Their their talent is uh, here and there, but I think I think um, definitely Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson are equal. But I I'd put Russell Wilson at four. For me, I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson. I I think Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback, obviously top five. But I think if you're gonna be a top three quarterback in the league, you can't lose to the Tennessee Titans as good as they were. I guess as as underrated as they were with the weapons he had. Um, yeah, you just, you can't lose. I just, I would rather Russell Wilson. I'd rather so many more quarterbacks to, to play that, to play that divisional game for me. And that's why I'm going to put Lamar Jackson at four, which is still very high for the young man he is. So I have Lamar Jackson at three. Who's your, who's your third, who's your third best quarterback in the NFL? My third best quarterback in the and NFL? No. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers at number three. Might seem bold, but people forget how good Aaron Rodgers of quarterback is. He's still the unbelievable self that he once was, just doesn't have the weapons. And I think, personally, I think in a few years, Aaron Rodgers will be gone. I think he's going to get fed up with Green Bay. I think he'll end up somewhere in, like, the Los Angeles Oakland. Chargers if Herbert doesn't. Oakland. Oakland, Las Vegas, I guess now. Or San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't work out. So I'm, I have Aaron Rodgers at three. Yeah, so I have Aaron Rodgers at two, and then obviously number one. Uh, I, oh, you still didn't say two. Who do you have at two? My Wilson? my second is Wilson, and then Mahomes at one. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Uh, definitely Mahomes at one. Definitely. Um, great passer. Um, he can move. He can. He showed he could run in the playoffs. Um, definitely, definitely. I think everyone has Mahomes at one now. But it's interesting to see Tom Brady just slid out of out of five, out of the top five after well, I mean, he after is, his pathetic he, season last year. It wasn't pathetic. It was average. With it wasn't bad, a Tom Brady with, season. With, with bad receivers. But he just, he didn't, he's 43. Like, I don't think anybody considers him a top five quarterback anymore. I think he's still a huge threat, huge threat to defenses. But I just don't think he has that electric capabilities that he once was when he was younger. And that's given. No 43-year-old is going to be able to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. I don't think ever. If it's not Tom Brady, it's nobody. So he's old, but we have a lot of young guys coming in. Who would you say? Who would you say out of the out of the offensive rookies? Who do you think is gonna have the best year? To me, I see it as Tua. I think Tua will run away with the offensive rookie of the year. I think he's just put in a much better situation than Joe Burr. Everything's about situation. People, especially with this position as a quarterback, you're reliant on so many other people. And it's it, uh, compared to basketball, it's a lot more of a team game in your accolades. Like you can win rookie of the year on a bad team by scoring a lot, but you can't be a successful quarterback if you have a really terrible team. And Joe Burrow has to play the Ravens twice a year. He has to play the Browns twice a year, and he has to play the Steelers twice a year. Arguably the worst division for a quarterback for a rookie quarterback to head into, and also not the greatest weapons. I think Tua is a lot more set to be successful. So I'm gonna go with Tua. I mean, I totally disagree with that. I think Tua's weapons are are close to none. He only has Devontae Parker on the offensive end. Um, and he, ha- he has Ryan Fitzpatrick behind him. His de- the, the Dolphins' defense is strong. Um, I think, actually, this may be a little bold, but I think Justin Herbert 
Um, definitely a bold call. I think he played well in college, but I think he actually is set up for the best situation. You mentioned situations being important. He has Keenan Allen to throw to. He has Mike Williams. They lost Melvin Gordon. He has a great defense behind him led by Joey Bosa. I think the Chargers... I think the Chargers won't come out of that division and head to the playoffs, but I think Justin Herbert will will have a de- will definitely have a positive year for a rookie. I think no rookie quarterback is going to blow us away. You mentioned Joe Burrow. Um, he is in a tough division with the Ravens and the Steelers defense and the Browns defense, but I definitely think Justin Herbert has the best chance to surprise us um, as a as a rookie quarterback. The thing about Justin Herbert, I just don't think he's on the same kind of on the same kind of uh, spectrum as you were talking about for talent with Joe Burrow and Tua. I think you could argue Joe Burrow and Tua are a toss-up for who's legitimately the better quarterback. I guess some people like to say Joe because of uh, um, Tua's injuries. But then after that, like it got between Tua from Joe to Tua and then from Tua to Herbert is huge. It's just I think I think any scout would tell you that, um, that Tua is just an all-around better quarterback and I don't think I have anyone saying that that Herbert is just Herbert's an all around better quarterback. You could say Herbert has better has a better situation, which definitely he definitely does. Weapons. But I don't well Herbert even I don't think Herbert will start. Who do you, you think they're gonna go with Tyrod Taylor? I think yeah, definitely, definitely win. for the start of the season. They'll definitely win that battle. Herbert will definitely win that battle. I mean, Tyrod Taylor was on the Ravens, didn't do anything, he was that backup. Went to the Bills, had a horrible season, trashy season, and then was benched. Um well, you were uh, benched on the Bills and then shipped out, shipped out to, to San Diego and now to Los Angeles. I think you forgot about him in Cleveland. Oh, he did go to Cleveland, right, but, and then got benched for Baker. But I guess it's kind of his new thing to get benched by rookie quarterbacks. But um, I just don't see Herbert winning the job close enough to where he can where he can make himself an impact player like where people are considering him for the offensive rookie of the year. But now let's move on. We're going to do a little segment. We're going to look at every single NFL team and – what player comes to mind right when you say that team? A little rapid fire. Okay, Ben. Um, starting with the, I think the AFC North, Bengals. Joe Burrow. Ravens. Lamar Jackson. Bills. Ooh, Josh Allen. Browns. Baker Mayfield. See, so all quarterbacks there. Okay, Broncos. Uh, Jerry Judy. Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Did you purposely say Jerry Judy instead of Drew Locke for the Broncos? No, I was thinking. I was thinking Jerry Judy. Okay, it seems. I feel like Jerry Judy's. He's like, just hype. It's hype. It's I think. Hype I think the, Jerry Judy's Rutgers. definitely on the Broncos, but he doesn't really seem like he doesn't really seem like a Broncos type player. I feel like he should what do you just. Mean? I just you don't like, think Alabama and the Broncos just like coincide? I just don't see Denver and Alabama. I feel like he should be like on a team kind of like uh, the Cardinals or kind of a team like the Raiders. He seems kind of kind of seems like to more of those types of teams. Okay, let's move on. Texans. I said Deshaun Watson. Oh, Colts. Um, I would. I was thinking Andrew Luck. Uh, no, Jacoby Brissett. It could be past players. It could be past players. Doesn't have to be current. Okay. Jaguars. Uh, Maurice Jones Drew. I was. Ex- I was exactly thinking that Maurice Jones Drew. Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Chargers. Um, we're doing past players, so I'm gonna go Philip Rivers. They're staple. Dolphins. Uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick for the Dolphins. I think we just mentioned Fitz. No, we didn't even mention Fitzpatrick. No, I guess I just have him on my mind. Keep going. Patriots. Uh, Brady. Jets. Uh, Darnold. Raiders. Mm, Derek Carr. Tennessee Titans. Henry. You see, Derek Henry was named, but Tannehill got the money. Okay, Steelers. Uh, Juju. 
Juju is literally one of the most disappointing players. Like I think ju- so. Like Juju's such a nice guy and he's so positive, but I I, I hate him big, for how bad he was at fantasy. Media. He's big on social yeah, media. Yeah, he loves being on social media. Like every single time he would post on Instagram for some like dumb Fortnite thing he would be doing, I'm like, can you literally go practice? Because you literally get three point six fantasy points I mean, per he game. Was, he was in that squad with Ninja Drake and Travis Scott. Yeah, he does it's that. Pretty impressive. I don't think he does. Any, I mean, I like. I, I would rather him fu- as a video game fu- player. He had that fumble versus Saints. He, I'm just cost him the season. I just he, he's he's been kind of annoying me. I'm definitely not gonna pick him up in fantasy. All right, keep going. Okay, Cardinals. Uh, Hopkins. I was thinking Fitzgerald. Panthers. Uh, Newton. Falcons. Uh, Matt Ryan. Bears. Uh, Khalil Mack. Cowboys. Dak Prescott. Long conversation about Dak Prescott. So Lions. Uh, Stafford. Packers. Rogers. Vikings. Cousins. Saints. Breeze. It's all quarterbacks. Rams. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Giants. Eli Manning. Eagles. Wentz. It's all quarterbacks. You know, I think the thing most people don't even know what NFL players look like because they have their helmet on all the time. Like, quarterbacks are kind of the only ones you kind of see on the sideline with their helmet off. Like They also get all the ads, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean? a lot of times, like, you could just, like, I think you could just see an NFL player and just, I like, wouldn't know. Just a random guy walking to 7-Eleven that's just huge. Mm-hmm. Okay, Seahawks. Uh, Wilson. 49ers. Bosa. Bosa? Not. Nick Bosa. Not, uh. Garoppolo. Garoppolo has kind of more of the face. Buccaneers. Uh, Brady. Brady got two. I think he's the only person that got two names. Redskins. Chase Young. Chase Young was probably already the best player on that team. Okay, so now let's shift the conversation uh, back to the last dance. Nothing really else in sports, so I guess. The documentary is kind of just taking over this entire sports world. But I saw a report that Scottie Pippen wasn't happy with his last dance portrayal. And I was definitely a little bit surprised when I heard that statement, when he said he was upset about the way he was portrayed, because I thought I thought Scottie Pippen was portrayed as in kind of a good as kind of a good Robin. I thought he was definitely portrayed as definitely an elite basketball player. People didn't forget to mention that. I think the only thing he could be upset about was the whole him sitting out of the him sitting um him 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 deciding to sit out and not throwing the ball to Kukoc. But like you have, you have, you have, you have to tell the story and you can't tell that bad of a story. Well, I hear that, but I actually disagree. I think Scotty was a little bit of a villain, um, sort of a sense. Not really the whole, over the whole last dance, but there were there were spurts where you saw the segment in episode three and four about Kukoc, how he was not upset. I how sorry how he was upset with Jerry Krause going after Kukoc, who was going to replace him. Um, you saw the way they treated him um, on the dream team in that game, how he went hard on him in that Olympic game. Then you saw, like you mentioned, him sitting out um, in that the infamous. But that's the truth, and like. I don't think the two coach thing was really in a negative light. I think it just shows Scotty's competitive nature and more of a knock on Jerry Krause. I don't understand what he also that whole the whole the last episode they talked about how he was continuing to fight with his literally his back almost falling off. I think he was definitely presented as what exactly what he was. No. An amazing basketball player who was second to Michael Jordan, who had one critical, terrible mistake, which but is it, him sitting out. Like But it makes sense. I mean I mean Scotty Pippen sh- Scotty Pippen never got never got the love that he deserved. It makes sense why he would be upset with his last dance portrayal. I mean, this is the time for for the whole world to meet Scotty Pippen. This is the whole time for people not to just think of Scotty Pippen as MJ's as MJ's number two option, but as but Scotty Pippen. But that but that's what he was. 
Was he was he not more than Michael Jordan's second option? Still an amazing basketball player. Still a Hall of Famer. No one knocks on Scottie Pippen's talent, but that's what he'll be defined as. And there's nothing wrong with with being defined in someone else's greatness. Because Michael Jordan is unbelievable. I don't think there should be a knock to Scottie Pippen for him being the Robin to Jordan's Batman. Um, I don't. I, maybe I, he wanted more screen time. Maybe he wanted more credit. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, there was a whole uh, there was a whole episode devoted to Dennis Rodman. There was a whole episode devoted to Scottie Pippen. I think Scott. I mean, Scotty, I, I assume wants more. I mean, it makes sense. He he's very he's been casted under MJ's light for his whole NBA career. I mean, you don't think of Scottie Pippen. You only think of Scottie Pippen when you hear MJ. No one thinks of Scottie alone by himself. When you think of Scottie Pippen, you don't think of when he led those Bulls without MJ to the to to the Eastern Conference to the Eastern Conference against the Knicks. I mean. You don't think of Scottie Pippen for that. I mean, it's the it's for, the last Jordan. dance. I think it's the last dance, and that's kind of that. It's it's definitely no question about it. Jordan's team. I guess you could say Scottie deserved a little bit more credit. But if I if you if I if you were new to basketball and you walked away from that, you said who's Scottie Pippen? Amazing basketball player, second to Jordan, Hall of Famer. Made one terrible mistake that'll haunt him. But besides that, I think he was presented pretty well. So now let's move on um, to Paul Pierce's. Top five of all time list. Paul Pierce is just decided he, people want his opinion, which people which people usually don't want his opinion. He was kind of a terrible broadcaster. Not not really a huge fan of Paul Pierce myself, but he gives his top five list as kind of everyone's kind of giving their top fives lists with the Jordan documentary. And the biggest takeaway from this say the list, list, say the list, say the list. I'll say the list. Okay, so we have number five, Kobe Bryant, definitely legitimate, five time five time champion, one time MVP top finals MVP then he puts Magic Johnson definitely legitimate maybe a little bit high I think high. top five yeah definitely I think Magic definitely top five I think four is a little maybe living a little bit disrespectful Bill Russell at three no to me just no I don't think Bill I mean, Russell was literally the third best person to play basketball just doesn't this doesn't sound right. You mentioned plumbers earlier in the show. I mean, Bill Russell managed to play against people who were worse than plumbers. I mean, utter the competition in comparison is whatever. Keep going. Yeah. Um, then we have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which is a fair number two. Um, mm, the number two is clear. I, it's, it's MJ LeBron number two. And then number one's Michael. I, yeah, I mean, actually, guess you're right. Yeah, Kareem, Kareem is kind of, you can put Kareem at four or three. The top two is reserved for Michael and Michael and uh, Michael and LeBron, whichever way you want to put it. Jordan then first, or Michael second. But the fact that Paul Pierce didn't put LeBron James put LeBron James on this list is kind of just to show. Is I think it's just trying to say like, I'm still really upset that you kind of destroyed me. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, you also you also heard Chuck 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 um, Barkley Barkley had his list. Uh, Blake on his name, Charles Barkley. At his list as well, and he didn't put LeBron in the top five either. He had him at seven. I think a lot of these players are just upset. They're that, reluctant to that admit LeBron, that LeBron is taking over, has taken over the NBA. He's taken over the NBA, and I think they're reluctant to say that, like, oh, like if he was in our era, like he'd get banged around. Like, I like, what do you mean you get banged around? He's the best he's, athlete ever. He's six eight, two fifty. I don't like who who oh those 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 Pistons teams. I understand they were physical. You're not binging around 6'8", 250, like, with his vision. You're not binging him around. LeBron's binging them around. I think, I think it's, it's disrespecting LeBron because I think LeBron will end up with the, most, with the best stats. He will have the most points, I think. He will have the most. He, he already leads his team in every single category this year, an impressive feat that he's been doing for the past couple years. I think LeBron James is different than all these players, whereas 
he's not a spe- he doesn't have that specialty of Michael Jordan of that jump shot. He doesn't have that special specialty of magic of that passing. He doesn't have that hook shot of Kareem, that fadeaway of Kobe. He is everything. And I think these old these old players and these people who aren't so happy of LeBron are envious of that. He does have his chase down block. That's kind of that's kind of like become a little bit but famous. He's known for his passing. He's known for his shooting. He's known for his clutchness. I mean, it's clear this list is wrong. There's no way to put it. I think you 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 could easily make a case for Kobe at five. You could argue Kobe, Larry Bird, who deserves that spot, and then you could put I would put Magic at three. I would put Bill Russell out of the top five. Get him out of there. Put Co- Kareem at four, and then switch around Michael and LeBron. Whoever I think that sounds about right. It's a crazy call, but I honestly don't know who's better. Like I just don't know in my mind who's better. Um, I think there's so many. Thi- I think LeBron still has time left to play, mm-hmm. so I think LeBron definitely needs to win another ring for me to be considered. Two more rings, I would think, to solidify. To solidify. If, if he if he wins two more rings in in LA, I think it's it's he'll like win, I, th- a, I think everyone will kind of be like, yeah, he he'll has, win a title on three he teams. Is, he has yeah title on title on three teams um and then that gives him five and that definitely gives him the case to win it all so moving now moving a little bit to collegiate basketball there's a whole mac mcclung pulling out of pulling out of georgetown he wants to transfer not really in the mood for some more basketball with patrick ewing Uh, maybe he watched the last dance didn't really like what patrick ewing was doing there so he's like i'm out of here but so there's some couple options that he could go to he's he's mentioned texas tech he's mentioned tennessee where do you you think is the best spot for him to land Definitely Tennessee. I mean, if you look at the Tennessee recruiting class, they have the number four, according to CBS 24-7 Sports. They're bringing in guys like Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson. They got my guy Corey Walker um, from Virginia. And they have these, this um, interesting duel, this dual player. His name is Malachi Waldman. He'll be playing basketball and football. But I think it's very interesting because Mac McClung, out of high school, had around... I think 14 offers, but they were from schools like LIU Brooklyn. Um, the best school was Georgetown, but he also had Boston College. He was known. He was known as simply a dunker. Exactly. He had Cali Poli. He had Chattanooga. He had College of Charleston, Cleveland State. All D1 colleges that have made made appearances in the in the in the big dance, but they aren't the schools that you imagine when you hear collegiate one and collegiate basketball. So I think Tennessee is the best fit because he'll be pairing up with Jane Springer who is unbelievable. He led IMG a couple uh, two, uh, two years ago to the Geico Nationals. Um, I think it's it's the best fit for him, and he'll, he'll definitely boost that recruiting class up to number two or one. To me, though, the only reason I don't think Tennessee is the best option because Mac McClung definitely seems very, like, NBA-focused, not so much on winning in college, or else I think he'd be more, be more pulled to try to maybe fixing up Georgetown and kind of his role there. I think he's an upcoming junior I think he definitely cares a lot more about NBA, and I think him at Tennessee, he would just be overshadowed stats-wise. So I don't, I think I don't think Tennessee is the right place for him. I think Texas Tech is kind of a better place for him to shine, kind of like become like Jared Culver, kind of that one man, not like a one man, but definitely kind of like the spotlights with you. And uh, Texas Tech definitely a respected, respectable team, uh, made it to the championship. I guess you could say last year because there's no March Madness this year. But um, way, do, you th- I mean, do you think Mac McClung will be in the NBA for more than five years? I mean, Mac McClung, he entered his name into the pool this year. He, I think he knew that he wasn't, he wasn't going anywhere, so he actually took his name out of the draft and um, went, back into the, went back to college and then went entered the transfer portal. I think Mac McClung is different. He's, he can jump. He's not your ordinary um, athlete. He's very 
very bouncy. As, as well, I would say, say I would say most collegiate athletes can jump pretty high. He's not your typical white athlete. I mean, I think that's what you wanted to say. That is what I want to say. I think I think Mark McClung is different because he you don't rec- you don't recognize him and think he's gonna jump out the roof. When you look at him, he's he's probably a, he's probably one of the most athletic guys in college. You see his dunks. You saw you saw them in high school. Everyone thought it was like oh he was playing in a random town in in nowhere, and then he got to Georgetown. And I mean I know you don't like overtime, but he was all over overtime. Yeah, I think that's kind of why Mac McClung, people have been saying his name because of overtime. I think he was pretty good on Georgetown. Definitely had some good games, but nothing like NBA 5. Like, he seems like very G League and out of the league to me. Like, he, that's written all over him for me. Um, you hate I to mean, see he's not it, gonna, but... I mean, he's not going to be a, a MVP I don't, candidate. I don't see him playing a single NBA game. I, I just don't see him. A, I can see him being a role player on the Hawks. No, I just don't see him being, like... I just I can't picture my mind him playing the NBA. I don't think he's good enough to be honest. He's definitely an amazing talent, but NBA is not really where I think he's destined to go. And um, now let's kind of move it to um, um, to who's back of the week. So I think it's Bundesliga has officially come back. Thank God, there's live sports once again. I was watching a couple bit of a couple of it on Sunday. It felt a little weird actually to see it. But it's also so not normal to see zero fans in the stands. And just, you can hear the players, everything. You can't understand German. At least I can't. But you can just hear them conversing, and it's just weird to just see people talking. You can hear it. Yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of it. I'm not a big soccer guy. But it was kind of nice just to, see, just to see some green on my TV. Just to see a ball in the field. See that red live. Yeah. In yeah that, in that just, box. just to see like a scoring box. Just to see like, okay, someone's beating someone else in a certain sport. Like that just felt good. Mm-hmm. It felt like sports is kind of on its way back as kind of, I think NBA is awaiting a decision June 1st. Yeah. Everyone, I think, I think I saw something that said Disneyland is, is picking up Disney a lot World, of Disney World. Disney World. Disney World, sorry. Picking up a lot of interest and um, definitely could, is a decision coming soon. Yeah, um, I think it was definitely a good sign that German soccer is coming back. Um, so now we're going to go to trending down. Um, a guy that I've been hating on for a while. I don't know if I hate him or Overtime more, but I, I'm not a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. And I'll, t- and I'll tell you exactly why. When I was like in 7th, 8th grade, I saw a video of him. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm going like, to invest in stocks. I'm going to become like, rich. I'm like, yeah, like full throttle. And it's like... This guy puts out so much crap and so much dumb information. Mm-hmm. It's like unbelievable. Like, what does he hate more, college or sleep? I mean, like the- he says the dumbest things. I saw a hilarious like uh, TikTok where someone asks him, "They're like, Gary V, like when do you go to sleep?" He's like, "Go to sleep three a.m." He's like, oh, "Hey," I saw so he's like, "But when do you wake up?" He's like, 2 a.m." It's like it's not impossible, Gary V. It's like he's such he just like he's yells so, these yeah. passionate things. He's like, "Don't have a job? Sell baseball cards." Like, no, he. I'll give him that. He was very successful in the baseball card trading business. But a lot of the things he says, I mean, you can't expect every. That's single kind of that, that. That's a laughable thing to be considered an entrepreneur, and your main thing is baseball cards. You can't. You can't say to all these people growing up and who have dreams that you can just quit college and and be successful. That doesn't make sense. I yeah. mean, you're one of a kind, Gary. There aren't no kid has that charisma, that enthusiasm that you have. I mean, there are there there are some bright spots in some of these kids, but you can't expect. That your words are gonna make these kids become inspirations like you. I think he's just kind of more annoying. Like it's, it's like he says he's like a huge business guy and he's doing so much stuff with something called Vayner Media, but there's no way he could be running this like full like influencer type mentality, like this full influencer business where he has like a podcast. He has an he's no, like now he's a- popular because he has a name. 
I mean, no one, if we, if we wanted to start our own company, like, let's just say, Ben and Isaac, but Ben and Isaac Media, we're not, we're not going anywhere because we don't have a name. He has a name. So but he can be no, I, don't, I don't think, if, if I'm a company and I'm trying to, like, his Vayner Media is, it's like a social media thing. It's nothing related to necessarily Gary Vaynerchuk's name. So if I'm a company, I'm not going to use Vayner Media just because, just because, just because there's a guy named Gary V who also happens to run the company that just yells online, like, work, 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 work. Like, he just yells dumb stuff. He's very popular in New York. Fan of fan of the Jets, he's known. I guess I guess maybe Ben still likes him because he thinks that I Ben. Say, I think I think I Ben. Say, I, like I, I think Ben has officially become part of the Gary V cult and thinks that he's gonna become rich one day just by refusing to sleep and yelling at his computer. And I think with that, we're going to end this as Ben needs to go trade stocks and f- not sleep and just do random stuff and get false advertisements from Gary V. So that's the third episode. Um, the fourth episode is coming out on Monday. See you. Then. Thank you. Teach me how to, uh, what's called it? Isaac. So you do it yourself? Yeah.